Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. I've been thinking of late about brokenness. I'm not sure why, but it won't leave my mind, so I want to share a few thoughts with you. We have this image of ourselves that we're complete, picture-perfect, lacking nothing. Advertisers try to convey that the use of their product will transform your life, your looks, your wardrobe into sheer perfection. We, of course, know that the lives of real people are far different than that. Rather than having it all together, real life is a bit messier. There are pieces missing. Garments are frayed. Personalities are less than perfect skin, teeth, hair, would never don the glossy images of magazine covers. Our homes, our marriages, our relationships, there is a brokenness about humanity. That brokenness is as old as the garden, broken trust, broken fellowship, broken paradise, all have sinned and fallen short. And that less-than-perfect life may repel other people, but it's absolutely attractive to God. Psalm 34, 18 says that God is close to the brokenhearted, so that in our messes, in our broken and shattered lives, when our nerves are fried, when stress levels are through the roof, when peace, direction, understanding all fall short, when we feel more like Humpty Dumpty, and all the king's horses and all the king's men cannot restore us. That's where God shows up. And in our brokenness, he brings about something so powerful, so beautiful. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley. And all this week on Daily Devotion, we're talking about faith in the midst of adversity. I thank you for being a part of this. And I hope this blesses you today. Because what we see in the midst of brokenness are three key things. We see misery, we see majesty, and we see magnetism. Let's focus on the misery first. No one likes broken things, broken dishes, broken toys, broken bodies, broken dreams, broken friendships, broken careers, broken marriages, broken homes. Nobody likes a broken heart. Who likes broken things? It's one of those subjects that God has a lot to say about. Some people break themselves. Regrettably, we are, at times, our own worst enemies. Was it the comic strip character Pogo that once said, we met the enemy and they are us? We hurt ourselves. The examples are numerous in Scripture. The man seated in the third floor window, listening to the Apostle Paul, fell out of the window, but Paul raised him up. That brokenness was self-induced, seated near the precipice. Or what about King David with Bathsheba, a fall of a different sort, but brokenness that never left his family? Simon Peter denied the Lord. Some people just break themselves. Norman Vincent Peale once told the story of walking through the streets of Hong Kong. He came upon a tattoo parlor, and in the windows were samples displayed, anchors, flags, so forth. But he saw one that caught his eye. 
It was a phrase, born to lose. He entered the shop in astonishment and pointed to those words and asked the tattoo artist there in Hong Kong, does anyone really have that terrible phrase, born to lose, tattooed on their skin? And the shop owner said, yes, many times. But I, I just can't believe that anyone in his right mind would do that, Peel said. But the parlor owner uttered some wise words. He tapped his forehead, said in broken English, before the tattoo is on the body, the tattoo is in the mind. Before the outward marks are ground into the flesh, it's been ground into the spirit. Before the colors are arrayed on the skin, beneath the skin, that stigmata appears. Before a person reveals who they are, they become that person beneath the skin. Before a person speaks, those words are echoing in their hearts. Before a person changes their appearance, that appearance is found in their hearts. Before a person flees the city of safety, their heart has dwelt in the city of destruction. Before a prodigal leaves home physically, already their heart is traveling in a distant world. The Apostle Paul, one of his most mournful statements was when he said, Demas hath forsaken me. Before a Demas ever leaves a Paul in the flesh, his heart has already packed up the suitcase, bought a ticket to the bright lights of the distant world. Before the tattoo is on the body, the tattoo is in the mind. We're talking about the misery of brokenness. If there was ever a broken character in Scripture, it was that young man by the name of Mephibosheth. Do you remember what he called himself? He said, I am a dead dog. Before the tattoo is in the body, the tattoo is in the mind, born to lose. Some people break themselves. Some are broken by other people. Broken people, I think, have a choice to make. They will find the healing that only comes from God's presence. Or they will live to make other people miserable as well. Hurting people do hurt people. Scripture tells us that Amnon had a friend. His friend was a cold, calculating man who guided Amnon to the greatest mistake of his life and into his ultimate demise. Broken people who do not get help can easily break other people. Some are broken by others. Some are broken by a broken world. Scripture says that earth longs for its redemption, that this entire world is broken, and no one is going to escape this world unbroken either. No, your plans, your dreams, your hope will in some way be shattered. Some cruel soul will make sure of that. But should you worry? No. Should you stop doing good? No. Should you run for shelter? No. You simply need to look away to Jesus who was broken for every one of us. He overcame the world through his brokenness, and so can you. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised and broken for our iniquities and sicknesses. His brokenness adds beauty, majesty, meaning to the trials we face. That from the crushing comes the fragrance. From the breaking comes the beauty. The broken one can bring beauty out of all situations. We have the misery of brokenness. What about the majesty of brokenness? 
The majesty is that God can use brokenness to accomplish his will. Several things about brokenness that I find in Scripture. First of all, brokenness teaches us humility. It teaches us not to rely upon ourselves, that we should never get so vain and so confident that we don't envision ourselves as partly broken. Here's another truth in Scripture. Brokenness teaches us sympathy and empathy. We feel for others who are going through trials. Isn't that the message of 2 Corinthians? A third thing, brokenness teaches us not to trust in ourselves, but to lean on God. Here's another one. Brokenness teaches us to be quick to repent. Knowing that we are capable of failing and falling leads us more quickly to live a repentant life. Unbroken people find it hard to ever admit they made a mistake. Let me give you a couple of more lessons about brokenness. Brokenness is the starting point to a fresh beginning. When we confess, when we tell the Lord that we've made a mistake, then he comes in. Here's something else. Brokenness opens the door to greater relationships. We become vulnerable, more capable of connecting with the feelings of God and others. I would tell you this. That's the majesty of brokenness. And that brokenness then becomes a magnet to God's grace. Psalm 51, 17 says, The sacrifice you want is a broken spirit. A broken and a repentant heart, O God, you will not despise. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. That's the message you're entering. Heart shattered lives, ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. That is the magnetism of brokenness. In brokenness, I no longer see the need to portray that I have everything right. In brokenness, I acknowledge that I am not really the one in control. I've had a few songs on my heart all this week. They're songs I listened to years ago. One of my favorite groups when I was a young adult was the Archers. They had one hit after another. Here's one of their songs. Picking up the pieces of my life. Just when I'd exhausted all the ways to bring it all together, he's picking up the pieces of my life. Or Gary Paxton, the guy who had so much success in the secular world, testified that Jesus was there all the time, waiting patiently in line. And he asked the questions in his song, are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Why don't you wrap up all those shattered dreams of your life and at the feet of Jesus, lay them down. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken, torn. And then Bill Gaither sang that beautiful song and hallelujah, something beautiful, something good. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife but he made something beautiful of my life. I'm speaking of the misery, the majesty, and the magnetism of brokenness. God is near to those who hurt. Let him draw near to you today. You don't know this woman, but you've seen her picture. Her name is Kim Foop. She was made famous by a photograph that was splashed all over the world. A pilot had strayed in the bombing run 
and napalmed a village full of civilians. As napalm, that gelled petroleum that's highly flammable, rained fire from heaven. Village children raced down the street on fire. A nine-year-old girl had her clothes burn off, skin was falling from her body, and she was running toward the photographer, shouting, hot, hot, too hot. The photographer unconsciously snapped the photograph, a photograph that would earn him a Pulitzer Prize, that captured all of the horror of that war. He then carried Kim to seek medical attention. She was so badly burned and scarred that the hospital gave up on her, sent her to the morgue to die. But she did not die. She was found by her mother and taken to another hospital where for 14 months they treated the burns on her body. Propagandists, hoping to turn her misfortune into their gain, then took her and toured her across the country, trying to stir up anti-Western sentiment. But in her early 20s, she was given leave to study in Cuba, and there she came in contact with the gospel, and she heard of Jesus, and people loved her in spite of her scars. She forgave the pilot. She says the pain is her protection. She also said napalm is very powerful, but faith, forgiveness, and love are much more powerful. Oh, the love of the Lord Jesus Christ that heals broken lives. He's not put off by our shortcomings and mistakes. The halt, the lame, the maimed, the poor and the broken. You're welcome at the feet of Jesus. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.